Since the 31st of December 2019, COVID's been here and it hasn't gone away. Well, when isn't it going away? We don't know. Sam, how's it going? Terry, very good. Yourself? Mm, can't complain. I actually just uh, mm, uh, just finished off a nice, juicy, medium-rare steak Ooh, um, nice. with a bit of a bone on it. And yeah, there's definitely a lot of meat to that bone. And there's a lot of meat to this bone. And, and in all seriousness, Sam, seriously, mm. when is COVID-19 going away? I know you don't have the answer because I just asked you before we started. No, I don't know. And a lot of people don't have the answer, but instead of waiting for it to disappear, we've got some hardworking scientists trying to develop mm. a vaccine in numerous yep. parts of the world. So this episode, we're going to dive deep into a, a few of these uh, vaccines from different parts of the globe, seeing where they're at, seeing what they're all about, and to see if they are foolproof and if they're going to get the job done. What are your thoughts on it all, Sam? Yeah, well, there is a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel, I suppose. They're, uh, they're sort of giving us a little glimmer of hope. Um, yeah, so obviously been in a, been a while since this uh, COVID-19 has, has been, well, I guess you could say, either created or established in some way. But yeah, it looks like there's been some, like you said, Terry, some hardworking scientists in the lab. So yeah, I mean, usually these things take a long time, but we have got some promising stuff and um, yeah, we're just going to provide the facts, of course, um, with the current situation. Media might, you know, just really um, plaster all the the negative all over the um, you know internet and the the news headlines. So we're just here to provide a bit of a uh, bit of light at the end of the tunnel, Terry. So let's uh, let's jump into this one. Yep, I completely agree, Sam. Um, whilst we've all been in lockdown and wasting our time on Zoom calls, we've had some hardworking scientists trying to get some shit done. Mm. And let's see if they've got it done, starting now. Affordable, custom and tailor-made fencing solutions. Whether it's residential, commercial or for your farming needs, we know the place that ticks those boxes and so many more. Damn cheap wholesalers. They put a smile on your dial as well as a double thumbs up, just like the logo. One of the biggest importers in Australia, specialising in metal and fabrication. No design or desire is too tough for these guys. Located in South Australia, but servicing your fencing needs nationwide. They're on Facebook and Instagram. Type in damn cheap wholesalers. Once again, damn cheap wholesalers. Yippee. The Business Makeover Specialists, Danny LaRosa Design. Wanting something new, something fresh? Logos, business cards, publications, digital designs, visit the one-stop shop. Danny LaRosa Design. You can find her on Facebook and Instagram, and that is her handle at Danny LaRosa Design. Website is www.dannylarosadesign.com. Make the change today. What are you waiting for? Oh, yeah. Very nice tea, that is. Unfortunately, it's not a cup of the vaccine that we're all craving and looking after. And if you did ask, yes, it is a mountain tea from the mountain ranges of Western Greece. Delicious Mediterranean tea right there. 
really mm-hmm. cures the soul on a nice wintry night. Great. But I digress. Sam, we're here for some serious business. Yeah. I just mentioned it's not a cup of vaccine that we'd love to be sipping on. No. But there are a few vaccines going around that, you know, we're going to dive deep into. Mm-hmm. And so I reckon who better to start it off than the man who looks ready? And that's you, man. Hurry up. I'm always ready. Um, yes, of course. The, uh, the coronavirus uh, pandemic has changed life as we know it. Um, and that's taking, you know, at the beginning, it was just a, a few short months to really shake our world up. And, um, yeah, to be honest, world hasn't been, the world hasn't been the same um, for a while now. So, yeah, ever since the uh, World Health Organization declared it a uh, public health emergency of international concern on 30th of January, the search for the vaccine um, has involved thousands of researchers and volunteers around the world. So, um, we've got to be pretty thankful for those uh, those guys and girls around the world, um, or you know, gender neutral, whatever you call yourself. Um, even even those that are indeterminate, so they don't yeah, know if they're whatever. a guy or a girl when they wake up in the morning, like yeah. they can chop and change, like the weather. Yeah, I don't buy into that anyway. But anyway, it's, it's just how, how dare they? Who do they think shit. they are? Like one day you yeah. want to go to the pub with the boys and be a bloke, and the <laughs> next day, oh, you're going to put a skirt on and, and buy a G banger. <laughs> Yeah, well, <laughs> fucking sort your shit out, mate. We've got big problems here. We've got, you know, public health emergencies, and you're worrying about whether you're going to be a guy or a girl mm. on any given day. Yeah, bigger fish to fry here. Um, yeah, so, well, yeah, we're, we've been looking for a, a, uh, a vaccine for this coronavirus or COVID-19 ever since. Um, so recently, there have, be, there have been some developments. Um, it's taken a long time to sort of get to this stage for some of the uh, you know, potential vaccines, and it does take a very long time to come up with um, anything that is you know, genuine or sort of gets past the uh, uh, earlier phases. Um, so at the moment, we've actually got five COVID-19 vaccines around the world that are in phase three trials. So that's pretty far into the, um, into the trial stage. That's pretty good. That's yeah. very good effort. Five, so, bravo. Yeah, definitely. And um, we're going to look at three of those in detail because we don't have time to go through all five. And we think these three are the most, um, well, I guess most have the most potential. And also, of course, there's one that just has a bit of uh, controversy surrounding it, which has been in the news um, lately as mm. well. Um, yes. th- there's many other ones uh, being developed around the world as well. Um, some of them, you know, flopped in earlier stages and phases. But, um, yeah, we, we're we're focusing on the ones that have potential and sort of giving us a bit of hope. Uh, and, yeah, so one, yeah, as I said earlier, there's always got to be uh, one, you know, controversial topic when we're talking here at Turning Stones. Um, because one of the countries uh, involved, which is Russia, of course, um, have sort of written their own rules regarding the testing process. Um, so that, you know, they've been known to, uh, be a bit, you know, a bit bad to the bone, uh, so to speak yeah, mm. at times the Russians. So yeah, we, we are going to, you know, kick things off with the controversial one. And, um, Terry, I bet you've heard about this Russian vaccine, um, a bit of Putin uh, talk in the news. Um, what's going on? Yeah, good old Vladimir just um, doing his thing. No, he loves it. So, yeah, the Russian vaccine, it's just come out of nowhere, hasn't it? Um, we haven't mm. heard of any trials or tribulations. We haven't heard of them even, you know, pitching to the world that we're going to help, you know, um, I guess, 
save the world and you know end this public health emergency but we're just mm-hmm. you know going to straight away hide it all up and just then say to the public hey we've started manufacturing it yep so let's dive deep um well according to russian's national health ministry they've actually launched production of a covid-19 vaccine so they are actually the world's first to enter the manufacturing stage of a vaccine so this means mm. that you know well technically if you've done it if you've done this, if you've created the vaccine ethically, you would have gone through some trials and some phases, and then once it's passed those trials and phases and got to a suitable, I guess if it's got within you know some suitable benchmarks where it's sort of ticking more boxes or not, then it can obviously be passed through to the manufacturing stage. Well, that's how we do it here in Australia. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's not going to be a one size fits all with any vaccine. There's always probably going to be a portion or a population of people that it's just not going to work for. Mm-hmm. But you know, if we can get one for the masses, then great. Let's manufacture it, and then for the minorities, we'll find the little specific one for them or tweak it a little bit. But yep. They've just gone ahead and started manufacturing it. Um, crazy. But um, maybe maybe they're onto something. And as I just said, they could have been hiding all those other processes mm. um, and yep. kept it under wraps. But anyway, um, so yeah, they said they've got the vaccine. It's developed by Moscow's Gamalia. Um, is that how you pronounce it? The Gamalia Institute there, Sam? You're the, you're the pronunciation <laughs> expert. Um, yeah, that's spot on, Terry. I think you're uh, learning from the master. Mm, I certainly am. And there's one more coming up soon that I'm going to ask you, but okay. I'm going to have a go at it myself and then Excellent. I want your feedback on it. Anyway, so yep. Moscow's Gamalaya Institute, um, so basically they've developed this uh, so-called vaccine and it's the first for the coronavirus to go into production mm-hmm. and they're saying that it's going to be rolled out by the end of this month. So wow. we're, I guess, halfway through August. Um, and they're expecting it to be rolled out by the end of this month, so the end of August, start of September. Um, oh, very soon, yeah. Mm, so everything's happening in September, you know, finals footy, <laughs> uh, COVID-19 vaccines, we, yep. you know. Everything. F- for all we know, we could be having 100,000 at the G in October. <laughs> oh, um, I hope so. You ripper. So, yeah, um, they've actually named the vaccine, and oh, this is the other one that I want to um, bit of help here with, Sam, so please mm. just judge me on this pronunciation. So they've named it. Um, Sputnik 5. Yes. Spot on. That's Sputnik. That's a good one. Yep. Mm, Sputnik 5 or Sputnik V, which V in Roman numerals is 5. Yeah. Um, for you uh, ancient Romans out there listening. Um, yeah. So that it's used it, It's used an adapted strain of the uh, adenovirus, um, some of which can actually cause illnesses, including bronchitis, bronchitis and pneumonia. Um, so this is actually to trigger an immune response. So it's kind of weird how some mm. labs make vaccines. And I've yeah. heard that the influenza vaccine they make, they actually use um, eggs, chicken eggs. No, right. To sort of, yeah, inject it in there. And it's some sort of a chemical reaction that mm. takes place within a chicken egg and its embryo and its yolks and its whites within there um, causes, yeah, not only the chemicals to react and change, but mm. um, I guess it requires a vaccine requires bacteria to sort of react to. Yeah, yeah. And then I guess it's formulated in a way where it's reacted already to a bacteria. So then once it's injected into the human being, it's mm-hmm. ready to go and you know, kapow, bang away, away goes the COVID. Mm. Um, wow. So yeah, some scientists said that they fear Moscow may be putting the national prestige before safety. I'd say 
more so the international prestige of having the first in production and potentially mm, the first definitely. that could start curing some people. Um, you know, it's a good point here that I've, I've done some research and it's, it's a good point that they may have dubbed this as the Space Race 2.0. Yeah, mm. we all know back in the uh, 50s where, you know, the Russians versus, well, the USSR at the time versus the USA as to who was going to land on the moon first or who was orbiting the moon first or who got the first man in space, all yep. this space race going on back in the 50s. Well, now it could be a space race 2.0, you know. Um, who's going to create the COVID-19 pandemic vaccine first? Mm, what are your thoughts on like that? Sam? Yeah, definitely sounds like it. Sounds like they're sort of rushing it through, rushing it through. And, um, yeah, Ooh, getting... <laughs> Yeah, they definitely. Yeah, they want to. They want to be the you know first to come up with this vaccine, and I guess they'll profit from it as well if they do, um, which isn't a bad thing um, from a you know a national and a financial perspective. Um, but yeah, it just seems like they're pushing it through and hoping to be the first ones. Again, like you said, Terry, they wanted to be the first ones to get to the the moon. Um, they also back in the I think it was the early eighties. It must have been. Um, they wanted to uh, compete with the Concorde aircraft that uh, was was built, which was a supersonic travel. Oh, sorry, an airplane um, capable of you know supersonic travel. They built their own and uh, tried to compete with that. So I don't know. The uh, yeah, the Russians just seem to be uh, very competitive um, in everything they do, and probably including sport too. So yeah, very interesting. Mm. But um, yeah, I guess we'll jump into. Um, a bit more detail as well to see what you know what's behind all of this and uh, what some of the uh, the professionals think about um, this vaccine that Russia's got. Yes, sir. So um, Russia reported actually 5,061 new cases um, of the coronavirus on Saturday, the 15th of August, so not long ago. So it brings its national wide tally to 917,000, and that's actually the fourth highest caseload in the world. Ridiculous mm. numbers. Um, so, yeah, R Russia's Coronavirus Crisis Response Center confirmed that COVID-related deaths are now more than 15,000. So it's still not a massive, um, I guess, death rate. Mm -hmm. So we're looking at around about the 1.5% there, um, yep. mortality rate, which isn't high. It's actually lower than the influenza. Yeah. Um, but I guess, you know, there's always that argument or the, the other devil's advocate to that response saying, well, you know, influenza is easily detectable, whereas COVID-19, you, you may have it for a number of days and transmit it before you realize and start showing symptoms. So mm -hmm. it, it's more deadly in the, in the sense that you might have it and not even know it. So yeah, that's yeah. that sort of devil's advocate response to that one. But still, mm -hmm. a low mortality rate, which is what we like to hear. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of criticism has gone on Sputnik V, um, and that's in regards to the vaccine mainly due to the alleged lack of testing and results for the vaccine. So mm. a lot of people would actually say, and a lot of critics outside of Russia are saying that this is quite reckless, um, and that's probably a, a real mild way to look at it, um, for you know the decision of Russian authorities um, to go ahead with this. And specifically, you know, Yosei Villadangos, um, who's an immunologist, and is, is that correct? Is that how you pronounce Yosei's name, Villadangos? Uh, I call him Jose, but... Yeah, yeah, you can say Jose. <laughs> I said Jose. Mm. Um, okay, Ho Jose Villadangos. Okay, yeah, um, we'll go with that. All right. So, yeah, good old uh, Jose. He, um, <laughs> from the University of Melbourne, he was just saying that's reckless. Well, you know, honestly, Jose, like, it's easy to, you know, words are cheap, mate. What the fuck are you doing? 
create a vaccine yourself, you asshole. No way, um, Jose. Yeah. Uh, and and you, you're coming from the University of Melbourne, mate. You've got you've got your own fish to fry. So <laughs> yeah. Look after your own backyard before you start fucking, um, you know, spitting chips and pointing the finger. Dickhead. All right, you know, you got a problem? Come see me. Jeez. If you can get past our border. <laughs> Jose might be listening, uh, listening in, Terry. He might, you know, give us a bit of a beating on the socials. Yeah, but to the listeners. Don't go out and point the finger about someone saying, oh, that's reckless. Well, what's that actually mm. going to do? You, you, that's just commentary, right? Yeah. Because, true. you know, it's it's up to everyone to say and put their hand up saying if they want to take the, the vaccine or not. So if yeah, you yeah. don't like the way that Russia has actually manufactured this vaccine and if you're not happy with the transparency of the lack of testing and, you know, all the clinical trials that they've done or may have not done, well, don't take it. Mm. We don't. Need, I'm not going to worry about what Yose said. Yeah. Well, anyway. I mean, it's it's probably not even gonna like if it if it's true that they've skipped all these you know phases, uh, it's probably not gonna um, land in Australia anyway and not gonna get approved. So I think Jose is probably just uh, you know sweating for no reason there. But yeah, mm. yeah, all talk, no action from Big Hose. <laughs> anyway, so the Russian vaccine developers have skipped all the important phase three. Um, of clinical trials. So there you have it, Sam. They have skipped the all-important mm. phase three. Um, and I think we're going to get to phase three, and you're probably the best man to talk about phase three oh, just yes. a little bit later. Mm-hmm. So that means Sputnik V has not been tested for effectiveness or safety on a large scale and a large demographic, targeting different races, cultures, and populations. Mm-hmm. Um, so then it's going to be, I guess, those who actually take it, are at their own risk. And another one of these heroes out there, um, Brian (laughs) Oliver, and he leads the Respiratory Molecular Pathogenesis Group at UTS. Um, And he's actually said that in some ways, the approach reported to be taken in Russia um, is to have a phase three trial on the whole population if the vaccination proves to be successful. I'm sure that people will ask why other countries didn't also take this approach. You know, I think he's sort of being contradictory there a little bit, Brian Oliver. So, mm. yeah, maybe, maybe just keep your thoughts to yourself and maybe speak clearly next time and clear your throat. So, <laughs> well, that's, um, Yeah, that's the thing, Terry. Um, that That's what's reported, I guess. Uh, key word there by uh, Brian there. That has been reported. So, like you said earlier, I mean, Russia might be keeping the uh, cards close to their chest and not... Um, telling you know the rest of the world what they've been doing with this uh, vaccine. If they they might have been testing it from you know from January, uh, who knows? You know they could have been uh, already uh, ramping up you know all their research and development in that uh, back then. And yeah, everyone else just didn't have a clue. So we don't know. Um, it's very hard to know because Russia are very protective of their um, you know information and their uh, their, secu- their national security so yeah like you said a few commentators there just uh, getting on the keyboard but oh well mm-hmm. they certainly are or on the zoom calls or on oh, know, yes. your team chats <laughs> yeah they love it um, but get out there and do some dirty work I mean and get your hands dirty and get them busy 
But, um, yeah, I mean, look, maybe Russia are taking a different approach and saying, mm. hey, let's skip phase three. But phase three actually is going to be when we release it to the public. Mm, yeah. So then we're going to see how it works because maybe um, time is of the essence. And I yeah. think, you know, a lot of economies and a lot of countries and businesses out there just need to get back to business as usual mm. sooner rather than later. Yeah. But as mentioned previously, phase three, what is it, Sam? Mm-hmm. Let us know. Let the listeners know. I'm yes. really keen to find out what it is. Yeah, no worries. Um, well, yeah, we're talking about this phase three. Um, so why why does it matter? Um, well, this apparently is three phase testing, by the yes. way, not three phase power. <laughs> no, we're not talking about that. Maybe in a different episode, but uh, yes. Um, so once a promising vaccine is developed, um, there's hurdles that it has to clear before it can be rolled out. For most countries, though, of course, we've just discussed Russia. They don't have those um, hurdles. I mean, I mean, they may have other hurdles. Um, I'm sure they didn't just come up with some, um, I don't know, a bit of uh, Russian standard vodka and chuck it in a vial and um, call that a vaccine. I don't think they did that. I mean, that's probably been their vaccine for a few things for a long, uh, a long time. But you know what they um, call, uh, you know what they call vodka in Russia? What's that? Water. <laughs> yeah, nice. Might have to move there. Um, mm. <laughs> yes. So these hurdles that we're talking about for probably, I would say, you know, most other countries, maybe some other, you know, countries including North Korea or something might have their own, uh, you know, their own strategy as well. But um, so the stages that you got to go through for these uh, for this testing is the preclinical um, stage. So that's testing on animals um, and the Pretty much, they just want to see if uh, the vaccine produces antibodies. Um, does it protect against illness? Um, and what kind of dose is necessary? Because you know we don't want to overdose too many uh, rats in the lab. Yeah. So yeah, testing on animals. So I'm guessing if you're a vegan, you probably should have closed your ears uh, yep. right then and there. But um, you can open them again. Yeah. Well, I mean, sorry for the delayed warning. <laughs> no, that's 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 fine. I think. Uh, it's fair enough, Terry. But I mean, these people that are vegans, hey, if you're not, you know, if you don't support animal testing, don't take the COVID vaccine then after. Mm. I'm not, or, I'm not. or how, how about this, Sam? How about this? Yeah, you, you're worried about um, don't test the animals, cruelty mm. to animals. Oh, let's, how about we just test it on some humans? Let's yeah. just destroy some humans. Yeah. You, you know, we, have, we haven't got this far as a race in, in humanity and, and in life by, you know, sacrificing ourselves first. Mm. That's mm. right. Let's, yeah. let's protect one another. We're brothers and sisters, <laughs> especially for those that are determined what they are, male or female, <laughs> not those other ones that you know, they can jump in the lake. Right? We're brothers and sisters. Let's protect each other. Yep. We've only gotten this far because we've looked after each other's backs. None of this bullshit pointing the finger, oh, you're this color, you're that nationality, you stink of garlic, none of that crap. <laughs> Look after yeah. each other. If it means testing animals to get further in life, well, that's the sacrifice we're willing to make. Mm, I am definitely. Um, let's not touch too much on those other topics. We'll uh, we'll Jeez. save a bit, we'll save a bit of ammunition for um, later podcasts. But um, yes, so we got preclinical trial. Um, so you know a lot of testing involved in that one. Then if it's successful, um, and if there's you know some potential, it goes to phase one. Um, which is testing in a small number of humans. So, you know, we've tested the animals. All right, it's looking good, you know, produces antibodies, protects against illness. We know roughly how much we need. Let's go, you know, grab a few humans and uh, test it on them. 
Um, so a small this, number of humans or just small humans? <laughs> no, I don't think they discriminate. I don't think it's small humans. I think it's a small number. So yeah. um, I reckon they'd probably get various sized humans, to be honest, just to make sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, this phase is really about um, making sure the vaccine's safe for human consumption and, um, in, you know, injecting humans with it. I guess, yeah, you're sort of restricting it to a small number of humans, so you don't want to... Um, yeah, you don't want to knock a, a large number of humans off at the same time. But, um, yes, yeah, so then if it is successful in phase one, uh, progresses to phase two. So this is more testing um, in humans again. Uh, this is more to see, you know, uh, if the vaccine works with, you know, a wide range of, of different, um, you know, humans. I mean, we're all, like you said, Terry, we're, we're all humans. We're all brothers and sisters. But, um, unfortunately, some people have different kinds of immune systems and, um, you know, uh, tolerance to um, different kinds of vaccines. So, yeah, we they they sort of expand the horizons and and to make sure that you know there's no um, you know adverse effects on on some uh, you know humans. So, if it passes that phase two, um, of course, then we've got phase three. Um, so this is testing again in a larger number of humans um, to just to com confirm its um, effectiveness. So. It's, it's sort of you, you have to wait for the you know effects to kick in as well it's not like you just try and it looks oh you know it look, looks like this covid's clearing up they want to know that there's no side effects and no long-term side effects as well um with the vaccine because you don't want to just test it and say all right yep three weeks and uh, yep she's cleared up um if you know then another three weeks go by and someone's lost their hair or you know um, I don't know, just having... Lost the testicle. Yeah, you know, so there could be some side effects. So they just want to make sure that um, that happens and there's a long... That's, that's you know, a large reason why these these uh, phases take a while. They need to make sure that there's no long-term effects. So after that phase three, which, you know, can in some instances take years to get to, um, after that, then it can be um, rolled out, which is phase four. So um, when it gets rolled phase out, phase four, wow. Yes, that's it, phase four. And again, there's still ongoing surveillance to make sure it's safe um, and it doesn't have long-term effects. I mean, it's sort of past that stage where, you know, you, they've tested for a while. So you, I guess you have a good idea of um, the sort of medium to long-term effects, but you're still going to be, um, you know, looking at what the uh, what the effects are. Um so just th that's pretty much the the process there, Terry. So you know, decent um, decent amount of time and effort would go uh, into that. And you know, as you can see, not many get through out of the whole world. Um, there's only a few at the moment on the go that are looking promising. Um, so just a, a few notes as well that no vaccine is going to be 100% safe, um, and some people will experience side effects. Um, so, I mean, you can't really, you, you can't just say that this, you know, this is going to be, um, this vaccine is going to help, but you're not going to have side effects. It's like, it's sort of like surgery, you know, there's always an, a chance that you're not going to make it through the surgery. Like, you know, doctors might say, oh, there's a, you know, 5% chance that you might come out or, or sorry, that you might not come out of this surgery or like 2% or 1%. There's always a percentage, um, you know, a chance that there's going to be, some a chance. risk, yeah, a chance, chance, depending where you're from. Um, so, yeah, uh, humans, apparently, this is the information we're getting about the Sputnik 
um, vaccine. So apparently human trials on that um, particular vaccine only began in June. Um, wow. At the uh, research institute there um, in Moscow. Of um, epidemiology and yes. microbiology in, in Moscow. Or yes. Moscow. Yes, that's the one. And reports are saying that uh, 200, oh, sorry, fewer than 200 people um, were tested in, uh, were actually tested in phases one and two, which I guess um, sort of doesn't make a lot of sense when they say phase one because it's, well, it, yeah, I guess you could probably test it on a, a decent amount of people, but you don't want to go too overboard at that stage. Um, yes, so without phase three, um, which we've talked about what phase three was, you know, expanding it to a large population, um, we don't know how to, oh, sorry, we don't know how protective the vaccine is, um, as there's no comparison with a placebo um, effect. So Professor Purcell, who's the laboratory head of the Do Doherty uh, Institute, he mm. says another another commentator here. We got to get some you know professional opinions though, Terry. We can't be yeah, too... it, it, it's very important. Yeah, we can't criticize too much, but. Um, Yes, he says that what you're doing with a vaccine um, is is tuning the immune uh, response. So if you tune it in the wrong way, it could actually accelerate the disease. So it could make things worse. Um, so one clinical trial for a HIV vaccine, which used the same virus uh, vector as the Chinese COVID-19 trial, acceler actually accelerated the uh, rate of infections rather than providing any protection. So, you know, they were testing this um, HIV uh, type of vaccine and it was making things worse. So, I mean, you can imagine no, that's going to be a pretty bad situation um, and not what you want because you're making, you know, the, you're getting these... Uh, these people into trial and yeah, you're making things worse. So you'd have to have some good insurance. That's for sure. Well, so basically it's almost as if you're in a shower, the water's too hot. What do you do? Do you either lower the heat or add a mm. bit of cool? Mm. That's uh, for the scientists to find out, but um, right. yeah, you got to find that Goldilocks zone and you know what? Credit to them. They're the ones that uh, doing the hard work and obviously they've gotten this far. Um, mm -hmm. 200 people. Not sure if that's enough. Um, yeah people to test. However, in that 200, it's a very small sample size. Mm -hmm. I'm guessing you could get a tall person, a short person, um, an Indian, an African, a South American. You know, you could get a male and female of all different shapes and sizes and races and nationalities, people with micro penises, big ears, <laughs> um, sure. black hair, blonde hair, yep. um, four toes, seven toes. I don't know what you want to do, but True. I guess you, could, you can get a pretty diverse mix mm. in 200 people. Yep. But it's still not enough. And as you said, Sam, it was only in the first phase and second phase. Where's That's the phase right. three? Now, the question mm -hmm. is, they're saying they haven't done it. But they actually, and, and with our research, they actually haven't come out and said that they haven't done a phase three. Mm -hmm. they, just hasn't, they just haven't publicized that they have done it. Yeah. So we don't know if they have or they haven't yeah, done a phase right. three. So they've sort of kept that under wraps, thinking potentially it's just something they're withholding. And they're, yeah. they're pretty good at that. And they're <clears> Russia's <throat> renowned to withhold intel until, um, mm -hmm. you know, push comes to shove and then all of a sudden, oh, we've got this massive rocket ship. Look at that. Mm. Where'd that come from? <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, spot on, Terry. Um, and we've actually, yeah, we've, that's true. We've got some, got a bit of insight here as well, um, saying that apparently Rus Russian researchers um, are, are so keen to, you know, 
fast track this uh, vaccine because they've actually been completing uh, human vaccine challenges rather than trials. So trials is just, you know, you're, you're trialing it on someone um, and, you know, just seeing what the effects are. If it helps, if it doesn't. Um, so the challenges apparently have been involving intentionally exposing someone to the virus um, after they've been vaccinated in order to actually test if the vaccine works. So, you know, you're getting this vaccine and then being injected with COVID-19. Pretty scary thought. Um, I don't know. How, 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 just quickly, Sam, sorry yeah, to yeah. drop, but no, how no. else do you know if the vaccine works? Like, seriously, well, don't, yeah. isn't, that, isn't that how they normally do it? I'd probably say they might choose people that have already been infected with COVID-19. Maybe they already have the issue and then maybe give them the vaccine. Or I don't know, maybe they just give it to random people and um, mm. see what happens. But, yeah, I don't know if they'd intentionally inject them with, uh, you know, with the virus. So apparently this is what they're doing. Maybe other countries aren't as game and, and don't want to do that, you know. Well, if they've got the consent from those volunteers mm. that are in these trials and all these vaccine challenges and they said yeah inject me with the covid and let's actually see if it works or not mm, and true. then they probably say oh well if it doesn't work well we're going to give you the best of care yep. and we're going to give you that most um health and hospital facilities to rehabilitate you to get mm. over covid19 if you're a volunteer at that point and you've got the backing from the government to say mm. oh just in case things go south things go south uh here's a little remuneration package from the government if you somehow die which we don't think mm. is going to happen and then also if you do get sick and infected, well, we're going to rehabilitate you to good as new. Yep. That's, a, that's a pretty sure thing. And, I mean, you've gone that far. Why not see if it bloody works or not? Mm. Well, yeah, true. And in Russia, they'll probably give them, you know, send them off with 10 litres of vodka and they're happy. Um, water. Yes, water. Mm. Straight, <laughs> straight out of the pure tap over there. Yeah. So that that's it. Yeah. So really... There's a bit, you know, there's a bit of uh, the unknown with this vaccine from the Russians. Like I said... Terry and Light was said they're probably not telling us everything, but apparently that's that's one of their keys there. They've sort of they they must know that this is going to have some good results. Um, and then something that's been you know building and in the media and and publicised, I'm sure a lot of people have heard it recently. Um, Mr. Putin, so big Vlad, he who is the president of of Russia. Um, for those that don't know. Uh, so apparently he's claimed that one of his daughters had been jabbed with the uh, the vaccine that we're talking about with this um, Sputnik uh, vaccine. So Sputnik and, five, yeah, Sputnik five. Sorry, um, forgot the number uh, five V, whatever you like to call it. Um, the Sputnik five. So yeah, apparently his uh, daughter has been injected with it and has had little consequence. Um, so I guess that's a bit of an attempt for um, for Big Vlad to. Um, yeah, just really pump and promote this uh, vaccine and, and give people a bit of trust in it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if it's good enough for the uh, for Putin's daughter, I think it's good enough for anyone in the in the country. I guess, hey, I mean, if you uh, if you contract the virus and there's no other um, you know way to treat it or or something like that, well, just get the jab. Or even if you're scared of contracting the virus, get it before and see what happens. Um, so. Uh, Putin's daughter? <laughs> I'm not sure. You have to Google that one. Um, mm. Yeah. So of course, there's uh, you know there's a lot of people. Um, and another another researcher, Nikolai uh, Petrovsky, he is a director at vaccine or vaccine um, with a V A X. It's very creative. Um, 
he's yeah an australian uh well within an australian development company he's just saying that there's you know potential huge gamble in the name of power um and it might not pay off but again i i i'm not gonna i'm not gonna comment too much on it because we don't actually know if it's going to be successful um i don't know how these you know people from the other side of the world are commenting and saying it's not going to be successful so they're not involved with the program so maybe just keep your uh, two cents to yourself yeah, I agree, Sam. And you know what? There's a lot of commentators out there speculating, um, commentating on things that haven't even happened yet. Mm. And they're giving their hypotheses. Yes. Um, and you know what, Nikolai, specifically targeted at you. <laughs> I think I don't care much about your research lab name and I don't care much about your opinion either. Mm, how do you like that? <laughs> Petrovsky. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for that, Terry. But yeah, that that's um so that gives you know, the listeners, a bit of an idea of what the uh, the Russian vaccine is about. Now, Terry, we've got another one here, um, straight out of the Oxford University. Why don't you fill us in with that one and give us a bit of a quick rundown of what uh, what happens, or sorry, what the situation is with that one. Yep, I'm good at a quickie, and I'll give you another one right here. So the Oxford University COVID-19 vaccine team is actually led by Professor Sarah Gilbert, mm-hmm. Professor Andrew Pollard, Professor Teresa Lambie, Dr. Sandy Douglas, Professor Catherine Green, and Professor Adrian Hill, and wow. Professor Terry from Turning Stones. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of professors there and doctors. Um, mm. So it's a pretty solid team at Oxford. Yep. So, yeah, the team definitely includes a lot of scientists from both um, the Jenner Institute, the Oxford Vaccine Group, who bring together decades of internationally recognized experience in vaccine research including responding to the Ebola outbreak of 2014. Now, just quickly, Sam, mm-hmm. if you're going to get any team and assemble any team, who better to get than those that have decades of international recognized experience, especially yes. in vaccine research? Yes, Kudos definitely. to you, Oxford. Bravo. Great, Great work. Um, so, yeah, the technical name of the vaccine they're developing is Chad Ox one Nkov 19 So, um, yeah, it's a bit of a uh, tongue twister. Jeez. But, um, yeah, I can't, I can't help you there with that one, Terry. <laughs> so what I did to help pronounce that particular vaccine was is I rotated my tongue in my mouth three <laughs> times counterclockwise. Excellent. Okay. Mm. That's good. No, so like yeah, that. Chadox 1, NCOV 19. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, so that's what they're developing. Um, don't really care much about the name, but I'm guessing it has some sort of significance because there's some high and lower case letters in random parts of the uh, name there. So yep. I guess it might just be a whole bunch of chemicals. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, the vaccine technology has been used to produce candidate vaccines against a number, a number of pathogens, including the flu, Zika, Middle East Respiratory Syndrome, which is known as MERS, and other coronavirus. Now, just to quickly, um, I guess, refresh the listeners, coronavirus is a group of viruses. Yes. This particular coronavirus or the COVID-19 is one particular coronavirus. Mm. However, we just, it's named coronavirus. But yeah, the actual virus is COVID-19. So it's a little portion of a coronavirus, part of the group of them. Um so how does this Oxford COVID-19 vaccine work? So they've mm-hmm. created this Chadox one in COVID-19 is what it's called. Yep. Um, and they're actually, they've made it from another virus called Chadox one. So I Makes guess it's sense. pretty creative to use the virus's name in mm-hmm. the vaccine name. How clever. Wow. Um, so it's actually a weakened and non-replicating version of a common cold, uh, adenovirus. 
which is the actual common cold's name, or that common cold. There's, there's rhinovirus, and then there's got the adenovirus. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so they've actually made it from that particular virus. And, and this vaccine has been engineered to express the SARS-CoV-2 spike protein. Yeah, this is getting very technical here. Yeah, it is. Yep. But, um, coronavirus or COVID-19 is actually there's another name, for, another name for it, and it's called SARS-CoV-2. Mm-hmm. So, either way, um, it was chosen as the most suitable vaccine technology for the coronavirus um, or the COVID-19 vaccine, as it has been shown to generate a strong immune response from one dose in other vaccines. Mm. So it's positive signs. It has been genetically changed so that it is impossible for it to grow in humans. Mm. So here we have some uh, genetic modifications. And mm-hmm. these, this Oxford vaccine group, just some intelligent um, mm. people over there. And, you know, yep. bravo to you. And if I ever come across them in a pub, I'll shout them a pint of beer and mm, if they're a cutie. Um, yeah, so it's been genetically changed. So it's impossible to grow in humans. This makes it safer to give to children, the elderly, which is most important um, because they're the most susceptible, and anyone Mm -hmm. with pre-existing conditions such as diabetes. Mm, And you did mention previously that um, I guess we're wary about the side effects, especially the the Russian one. Um, So those that are immunocompromised, which actually means having an impaired immune system, so if they have something existing already with them, this Oxford University vaccine is catering for those types of people as well. So it's ca- it's safe to give to the children, safe to give to the elderly, and it's anyone with a pre-existing condition or that is immunocompromised, such as diabetes, for example. Mm-hmm. So they've genetically changed it. It's really good. Um, it's quite technical. We're not going to get too much in the nitty-gritty of it, but no. let's just put it this way. Let's just dumb it down <clears throat> for, for the listeners. Not saying that you're dumb, but in layman's terms, basically um, they've – Develop this virus or this this vaccine from a common cold virus, right? Just to summarize, then they've engineered this particular um, vaccine, and it um, I guess it's uh, been genetically changed for it to be for it to be impossible for it to grow. Mm-hmm. So once it's in you, it's not going to get any worse. Yes, yeah, which is really important. So you might ha- so if you had this vaccine and you eventually get COVID nineteen. It won't get any worse until your symptoms start, and once mm-hmm. your symptoms start showing, it can't get any worse according to these trials with yep. at Oxford. So <clears throat> they've been developing this for a number of months, um, and largely with all those vaccine creators around the world, it's been since January where they, most of them have started. Mm-hmm. So the question is, where is it at now? We're in August. Well, the Oxford Oxford vaccine has now entered stage three trials, and we talked about the stages. So it looks as if Oxford have actually entered a stage three, whereas Russia yes, did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they've had successful stage one and stage twos, which is a positive sign, so it's a thumbs up. The phase three part of the study actually involves assessing how the vaccine works in, an un- in a large number of people over the age of 18. The, the vaccine response group will now assess how well the vaccine works to prevent people from becoming infected and unwell with COVID-19. So it's going to involve multiple locations, including other countries, So which which is very important because every race of human is different. Mm-hmm. Different conditions, different climates, you're going to have different reactions. That, yep. that makes sense, Sam. Yes, definitely. 
Currently, volunteers in Brazil have actually begun receiving the trial vaccine in the Latin America's first phase three COVID-19 clinical trial. So it's already got on a plane and started uh, doing some trials over there, which is quite handy and, and quite important. Mm-hmm. The trial actually officially began on Saturday, the 20th of June, and will enroll 5,000 volunteers across the country. Vaccinations will take place in Sao Paulo, Rio de Janeiro, which is a nice coastal line and beach there with mm. some apes, and the site of the a site in northeast of Brazil. So various locations there in South America, especially mm. namely in Brazil. Yep. Researchers have actually shown that antibodies produced against sections of the spike protein, and the spike protein, what we're referring to, is what a COVID-19 looks like. So if you ever Google COVID-19 and what it looks like, it's a spike protein. It looks like a, looks like a prickle. Yeah, so yeah. Like a ball with all these little spikes on it. Yep. Um, yeah, so that's right. what the spike protein is. And I guess these antibodies um, against all these spike proteins after natural infection are able to neutralize or kill the virus when tested in the laboratory. So mm. that's quite um, that's great. important. It's, it's quite revealing and it's quite positive. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, by vaccinating volunteers with this CHADOX-1 NCOV-19, Scientists hope to make the human body recognize and develop an immune immune response. So they're hoping that what this vaccine does is you take it, then if you get COVID-19, your body knows what to do with it. It knows to to limit its damage and not get any worse, and it knows to then neutralize the virus and start killing those spike proteins. Mm -hmm. Mm. Um, So, so far, looking very promising, but still a while away, Sam. Um, yes, so Oxford yeah. are taking the more cautious and conservative approach, mm. um, and that's typically found in a lot of Western countries. Yeah, yeah. So it's going to well, take a bit of time, but yep. they have emphasised that they are fast-tracking it as much as they can. Yeah, yeah. Well, it does sound uh, sound very promising. Um, so I guess you know it, it would be tempting to just blaze away and um, get it going. So yeah, I don't know. I, it's yeah, it's, t- it's sounding very good. Um, I don't know. It doesn't sound like they want to engage in this uh, this race with the Russians, um, but at the same time, we'll see who um, you know who comes up with the more effective um, vaccine uh, in the end. So, yeah, very interesting. Well, you did say we're going to mention three vaccines. Well, yes. how about you just talk about the third one? Yep. And from where it all started from, Sam? China. Yes. The Chinese yeah. have a vaccine, do they? Tell me. Mm, that's uh, yeah, very ironic. The Chinese vaccine, um, you know, a few months ago, Trump was calling it the uh, Chinese virus. Um, but now we're looking at the Chin- Chinese vaccine. So, uh, yes, a, so we've got a company called CanSino Biology, sorry, Bio- Biologics, um, is the first Chinese company to test a COVID-19 vaccine on humans. Um, so I'm not sure, I'm not sure how you know, thorough their um, stages are in China. We can't sort of comment on that, but we'll give, you know, as much information as we uh, as we can on it. So the vaccine, um, well, this one's called AD5NCOVID. No, sorry, AD5NCOV. Um, mm, AD5NCOV. Mm, yeah. Um, was tested on five, apparently this is, these are the figures, uh, were tested on 508 healthy um, adult subjects aged 18 years or older in a single center in, guess where, Terry? You will never guess where in China. In Wuhan. Oh, I was going to say in 
Beijing, but okay. Well, Wuhan, we all know what, you know, where where this all started, don't we? So very, very ironic. Um, imagine, imagine, right? Imagine they're actually creating the vaccine in the same lab that it was mm, created. Mm. Geez, yeah. Cancino Biologics, well, mm. it's sus there, Cancino. Yeah, very sus. But hey, I mean, well, hopefully they're doing some, you know, doing some good. The uh, the Chinese to try to come up with a vaccine. Interesting though, as well, with that number of uh, adult subjects tested, five hundred and eight. Um, the number eight in in China is a lucky number. So I'm guessing that's why they've gone five oh eight. It sounds a bit weird, but there you go. Um, so yeah, both doses of the vaccine uh, tested in the trial indicated. Uh, sorry, induced neutralizing antibody responses to um, SARS-CoV-2, which is, you know, COVID-19. Um, yes, so that includes 85% of uh, participants producing antibodies for the novel coronavirus um, and a T-cell response within 14 days of receiving the injection. So they're seeing pretty quick results there, apparently, with the Chinese vaccine. Um, not sure how much we'll read into it, but... These are what this is what we're being fed from the Chinese. Um, so the shot also appeared safe, although um, they're saying that 72 to 74 percent of participants across both dosage groups reported adverse reactions. So um, adverse reactions, it's not you know it's not a real serious side effect. Um, when we're looking at the serious side effects, uh, apparently only nine percent of people are are uh, experiencing those experience uh, sorry um serious side effects so i'm not too sure what they class there over there in china as a serious side effect maybe death i'm not sure um so <laughs> maybe uh, maybe the runs after a dodgy uh, <laughs> cup of fried rice yeah maybe um so yeah interesting but i guess you got to take some kind of side effect when you're taking um when you're having a, a vaccine or some medication but geez 72 to 74 percent of people um copying it yeah uh, it's a bit, bit bad, but oh well, we'll go, we'll go with it. Um, so CanSino, um, their candidates, uh, well, they used a genetically modified human adenovirus as well, um, which again, like we said before, causes the common cold. So it's pretty similar to the um, Oxford University's, um, uh, well, you know, strategy that they're going with their. With their vaccine, um, so very funny that they've you know come up with a similar kind of product there. Um, so the key difference between uh, the two, though, um, well, and the pe potential disadvantage in uh, Cancino's method is that many pe uh, many people um, could have is existing adenovirus antibodies from previous infections, um, which could impact the uh, efficiency of the vaccine. So. I guess still a bit of testing um, to be done there with the Chinese virus, uh, virus <laughs> vaccine. Um, wow. But where, where is it at at the moment? Um, so, <coughs> oh, geez. Oh, I think you might need a vaccine there, Terry. <laughs> or, or three. Hurry um, up, would you, Canzino? <laughs> um, so, yeah, despite the concerns about um, the, the Chinese vaccine, um, the results are still pretty promising overall um, and support. Furthering the testing of the vaccine um, in phase three 
um, is pretty is looking pretty effective. So they're they're at that phase three stage as well. So I guess the race is on. Um, and according to routers, Cancino is uh, in discussions with a number of countries as well. Um, a bit like Oxford University, how they've got their uh, vaccine now. Um, and the countries that they're in, interestingly, the countries that they're in discussions with um, are Russia, Brazil, two common ones we've already talked about, uh, Chile or Chile. Um, and Saudi Arabia, which Terry, we've spoken about that one before as well. Um, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, so they're looking to launch a large um, scale phase three testing. Yep. So expanding the horizons a bit um, more than the Oxford study um, there as well, which is um, which is good. Um, and they're planning to recruit forty thousand participants to the study. So that's a pretty big, uh, pretty big, you know, sample size. Um, I mean, maybe not in the scheme of things, but um, yeah. So they're looking to do a bit of work on that one. So that is the third one we're talking about for <clears throat> today, Terry. Um, so it seems as if Sam that the Chinese look as if they've been a bit more prepared mm. and that their <laughs> their testing their preparation is a bit more thorough yep they don't they don't have a prestigious team like oxford do no but sometimes you don't need a a team of stars to get yep. the result maybe you need a star team to get the job done <laughs> yep that's true and that's maybe what cancino biologics are doing in wuhan china Mm. Some might speculate that's where it all start. Well, sorry, it did start there. That's the yep. point of origin from from our information that we have at hand. Yep. Some say it was manufactured there. Mm, that's another conspiracy Ooh. in itself. Juicy. And then for them to actually come up with a, or have a laboratory mm. there to even start creating a vaccine, it yep. seems too sus for people. And I guess those people probably can't sleep at night. But um, mm. Yeah, they seem like they're taking a, a pretty conservative and cautious approach as well, similar to Oxford. And I think I commend them for, for taking this approach. Uh, yeah. I don't think it should be a race. Um, those other commentators talking about Russia saying that it is a race and, mm. you know, the first ones to, I guess, release it after manufacturing to the public uh, might cash in on it. Well, I think actually maybe the first that come out with it Mm. Might not benefit. It's probably going to be the seconds and thirds who take Maybe, a little yeah. bit longer because you're going to get those cautious bunch of people who are going to yeah. see, oh, how'd you go with that vaccine? They might wait a few months to see if there's any side effects, what's yeah, happened. Yeah. True. Um, True. Why's your hair turned fluoro green? Like, you know, just, <laughs> Maybe there might be some bizarre things happening. But yep. yeah, I mean, I personally, <clears throat> I'm not going to take the first ever vaccine that's going to be created. I want okay. thorough testing and trials <laughs> to be done. Yep. before it's entering my system. And if it's not compulsory, it's I'm going to be uh, very vigilant myself and keep my distance and hopefully I don't get it and hopefully I don't need a vaccine to do it. Yep. But then hopefully by that point where, you know, push comes to shove and I'm going to have to eventually get one, um, whether it's, you know, mandatory or not, well, yep. hopefully by that point we've perfected it. True. Very true, Terry. No, thank you for sharing your um, thoughts of, of uh, you know, personally – taking that vaccine um let's continue the talking points anyway to uh you know to end the 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 podcast on you know a few interesting uh, notes so why don't we uh, i might fire a, a quick one off to you then terry um so obviously we've, we've spoken about it but is russia russian into the vaccine to assert dominance to the rest of the world much like the space race um, and competition with the concorde supersonic travel thoughts on that one terry yeah, you know what? I, I have to agree to that statement, but I think they're sort of they've got some good at heart as well. Mm. They've obviously morally want to and ethically want to 
find the cure because they can see the advantage in not only benefiting the human race but also yep. benefiting financially. Yeah, true. Because of yep. course, anyone that has the cure right now or a vaccine oh. here and now, that they're instantly a billionaire. Yeah. Right. Yep. Um, unless you know you've got some assassins out there um, mm. wanting to kill you because the creators, uh, you know, don't want you to end this COVID nineteen for whatever mm. benefit they're getting. But anyway, yeah, I, I see Russia wanting to do this because it's just another thing that they're going to have. It's just another notch in their belt to say, hey, look, we've uh, we've saved the world. Yep. So now they're going to start getting a few allies from other countries for some, mm. I guess, for some cheaper vaccines, and then yep, they're yep. just going to be having all the chips. Their their pile of chips on the poker table is going to be getting stacked up really nicely. Mm, they're going to be the true. chip. They're going to be the chip leaders on the uh, poker table if this um this vaccine not only works, mm. but um you know any other countries that are developing a vaccine are still a few years away. So yeah, yeah, I see true. them rushing for a benefit. Obviously, they're looking after their own ass, but also at the same time they do want to benefit the world. I can see that there's there's pretty much good yep. in it as well. There's good intentions. That's good. Thank you very much for that one. Um, continuing, <coughs> continuing with the Russia um, vaccine, is it worth the risk for people to try the Russian vaccine? I'd say at the moment, if if today, you know, you know, someone could say to you, Terry, oh, here's this vaccine. It's the one from Russia that they, you know, there's not a lot of clear um, testing around it. They, they might have been, but we just don't have the information. Would you take that vaccine? Let me just add a, a spin to that because you already said that, you know, you probably... Yeah, it, uh, right. Yeah. Just in that question? No, I wouldn't. No? All right. Well, let me just add a bit of uh, mayo to that uh, question. What about if um, you could travel overseas, but you had to get this vaccine at the moment? So if someone said to you, Terry, you can go on a holiday overseas to Europe, but you have to have this vaccine, would you get the vaccine or would you say, no, nah, I'm going to wait till, say, next year and get another vaccine or wait a bit and then go overseas? Uh, no, I wouldn't take it either. So no? I would sacrifice the years of um, okay. pleasure pleasure travel. Um, yep. you, you can't force me to inject something into my own body. Okay. This is my vessel. This is my temple. Right? Everyone stay out. Yep. All right. So, yeah. No, sorry, Sam. Enough. Sorry to cut you off. But, no, I, I'm just no. not willing to take that risk. At this point in my life, yeah. If I had I like now, I'm going to spin it for you. Mm, thanks. Spin that. I don't think you'd take the Russian vaccine straight away, would you? Yeah, probably not. I, I don't think. Yeah, I'm not in. I guess a huge hurry. Um, and I guess it depends on your situation too. Us, you know, being South Australians, we're touchwood, pretty safe. But I probably would say no to it at the moment as well, Terry. Yep. All right, how about I spin it to you in another way? Mm-hmm. What happens if you had COVID-19, would you take it? And what, there's a potential for it that it will cure it? No, they just, they've come or? up with this vaccine saying yeah. that we think it will work, but you've yep. got COVID-19, would you take it? And mm. be part of the mass clinical trial. Oh, for trial purposes? No, well, not I'd, for trial but, purposes, because Russia's already manufacturing it for yeah, public use. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. I'd probably say no, I still wouldn't take it. because so even if you had COVID-19, you wouldn't take it? Yeah, good chance that I'd get over it. Um do the right things and isolate and you know whatever um and I, i'd take the chances with the you know being um fairly young i would say so i, I think i'd be pretty you know easily uh, getting over that so I'd you know that. like you know that you know by having covid19 you're gonna have some permanent damage 
okay. uh, without a vaccine. So is, you're going to actually have some things and some respiratory issues that are going to remain with you for life. Mm-hmm. You can have all these bloody little spike proteins darting around, making little holes in your lungs, and mm. yet you won't take a bloody vaccine that might cure you. Don't judge my... Uh... That's pretty piss poor, mate. Oh, well, you can take it if you like. You just said you wouldn't take it, though. Oh, no, because I don't have COVID-19. <laughs> you do. <laughs> yeah, well... Hypothetically. Uh, I'm strong, mate. I'll fight it, don't worry. Why anyway. can't you <laughs> take one for the team and let us know what it's like? That'd have to be a, a bit of a you know monetary compensation for that. If they threw me ten grand, I'd probably say yeah. How about I give you some homemade olive oil for life? Yeah. Oh, for yeah, definitely for life. I'd be I'd be uh, yeah I'd be going all out. Give me as many vaccines as you want. Um, uh, let's. What about a, a, a quick question about the uh, the Chinese um, vaccine? So, Terry, is China telling us the truth with their vaccine testing? Um, And some suggest that China may already have a vaccine and possibly have had it for some time, maybe, you know, sort of backing up that theory that they created the... uh, um, Manufactured the the virus. Manufactured the virus on purpose. Do they have the the vaccine for it, Terry? And are they telling us the truth? Well, you know what? I'm of... I do subscribe to some of the theories to say that China may have manufactured the virus. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, because how can it come from a bat? That's the, the old folklore tale saying that it's come from a, you know, an off bat in the market, someone ate it and then it's gone. Yep. So it was a zoological response where it's come from an animal to a human yep. um, and then it's gone from there. Well, hold on. I don't think this is the first time the Chinese have eaten a bat before and I'm sure people have come across bad bats in the past. Mm. So why has this specific bat got something else to it? So yep. that makes me lean towards the side that says, yeah, maybe – that did manufacture the virus. Yeah. And so in answer to your response, Sam, if they did manufacture the virus, then yes, I believe they are telling us the truth of vaccine testing. Mm-hmm. But what they're not telling us the truth is when they did the testing. I yep. reckon before they, as they were manufacturing it and before they released it to the public, mm. if this theory is true, they yep. would have come up with a vaccine. Mm-hmm. So obviously you've created the virus and you've created the vaccine to cure the virus. Yep. But you're just now going to, you know, hold the cards close to your chest and just mm. wait until... Um, you know, the flop comes on and the river yep. and all that. Um, we have a lot of uh, poker references today. Lovely. Once the river's landed and then you can uh, cash in and go all True. in. And, um, uh, yeah, meanwhile, they're, um, you know, strangling the U.S. economy and Australian economy and economies all over the world. So, yeah, it's true. Could be a, could be uh, very and true. And another supportive, uh, arg- well, I guess another supportive element of the argument is that China was the first economy to return back to some sort mm. of normality. Yep. Soon after the 31st of December 2019 is when COVID-19 hit the earth. Yeah. So True. for them to be infected quite significantly early on, but then also for them to recover early on and build a hospital in 10 days and all this other far-fetched nonsense that's been going on over there. And now they're back to normal and saying, no, we actually don't need most of you guys. We're, we're back to normal and these guys can all go get piss off. Well, you know what? You can piss off too. You're not going to get any of our, you know, good old grain-fed, grass-finished Aussie Angus beef. It's yep. delicious. You grow, you try and grow that beef over there with your polluted air. <laughs> Stop yeah, taking our milk. Mm. Delicious. Oh, yeah. um, all right. Let's. Uh, what about uh, the Oxford vaccine? So do you think the Oxford vaccine is going to be more effective than the other two we've talked about? Um, it seems to be the safest option at the moment, um, but... 
is it going to be as effective? I mean, uh, you're not a scientist, Terry, but just a quick uh, opinion on that one. I think it probably might be the most effective because yep. it seems as if they're going to drag on this process the longest. Yeah. So, of course, if you're taking the longest and you're waiting for others to, I guess, jump the gun and release it, they might even take those vaccines themselves and test them and compare them and even yep. take the benefits out of those vaccines and enter them into their own vaccine to make this super vaccine that might eventually become more effective. So, yes, I think it will be, mm -hmm. but it's probably going to take years for them yeah. to get something really effective. And so, still, yeah. once again, Sam, I still think that if they make an effective vaccine, it's not going to be a one-size-fits-all. So mm. that's why there is maybe the benefit of having the Russian vaccine being released might yep. work on, say, 10% of the population, which is still better than nothing. Then the sure. Oxford might work on 80% of the population. Then we've only got 10% left that it just doesn't work on more. Yeah. That's where the Oxford uh, gurus can get together and suss it all out. Yeah. Yep. What do you think? Um, yeah. Um, if, if we're to compare all three of the um, different vaccines we talked about yep. today. Today, yep. Who, which one would are you most likely to take? Yep. Um, but then I guess the question is, which one's going to be the most readily available right now? Well, it seems it's true. Russia. Well, that's how why. long can we wait till we're mm. going to get a safer, say, Oxford or Cancino Chinese vaccine? We might have to yep. wait another year or so. So maybe we don't have time. True. Time maybe isn't of the essence for, say, the elderly. Yeah. Well, if yeah, if it was just say you, you know, hypothetically, you could choose from either uh, or any of those three. Um, yeah, I'd definitely go with the Oxford because it uh, sounds pretty promising. Um, and yeah, I reckon they've been upfront with what their, uh, you know, what their results are at the moment, and you know they're not withholding information. So um, yeah, no offense to China or Russia, but I just wouldn't sort of trust their. Uh, vaccines at the moment i'd probably go for the uh yeah the oxford um vaccine um all right well let's we'll go actually just quickly yeah 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 just let just in um i guess in in contrast to what you think i'll actually try the chinese um vaccine first because i guess if you subscribe to the theory that it was created there and then, oh, yes, yeah. there, mm -hmm. then we're better to try the vaccine than from where it was started from yep maybe yeah, they've true. got some intel Good point. Good point. But would you try? Would you trust them if they've created a virus like that? Would you really trust them? Depends on how much they're charging. Sell it. <laughs> Very true. If it's All expensive, then right. you're like, oh, it probably does work. <laughs> true. Um, final question. Uh, or finding the final talking point uh, for the for the day, Terry. Um, how soon do we think there will be an effective vaccine? And will this mean everything will go back to normal? Back to, you know, one back the clock to, I don't know, say November last year, even just before before we even knew about this uh, mm. this virus. How soon after will it go back to normal, do you, do you think? So back when we could shake hands and hug people? Yeah, well, yeah. you know what? I, I still think, and I've had this theory for a few months, that we're never going to get rid of coronavirus completely i think it's going to be like the influenza we're going to have a vaccine that we have to going to get or there's the option to get vaccinated every winter mm -hmm. um i don't think it's ever going to go away yep. i think things are going to change going forward just like after 9 11 where there's a lot more security protocols when you're going on domestic and international flights with yes. you know metal detectors and passports for even domestic flights and all that sort of stuff i think on top of all that now if you want to say go on a trip or anything like that or any government yeah, institution yeah. you're going to get temperature checked Mm -hmm. So that's already happening anyway. So I think that's just that's here to stay. Um, 
I don't think there's going to be a foolproof vaccine, and that that's gonna that supports my theory that saying mm. that it's going to be here to stay, mm. and things return back to normal. Well, I think you know people going forward, it's going to take a fair few years for people to get confidence again and yeah. not and start being socially together rather yep. than socially distant. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, you can have your loved ones where you're going to still have a bit of fun and a bit of uh, intimate time, but for all those strangers, well. Mm, I don't know. Um, is shaking hands uh, the right thing to do going forward in, in business arrangements, or are you going to mm. adopt a Japanese sort of bow, yes. which is a lot more hygienic? That's great. Um, they've actually, uh, I guess, with their rituals, yep. they've actually um, countered coronavirus quite well as well because they're a very adaptive race, wearing yes. masks usually anyway. Yeah. Um, they were, they wear gloves a lot. Yep. And yep. yeah, they don't show much affection with kisses on the cheeks like some European cultures mm. or shaking hands. They, they're they actually right. socially distant anyway. Yeah. So, yep. yeah, may, maybe we might have to adopt some rituals from other cultures to see yeah. how they've benefited. Um, so, yeah, I don't think we're going to return back to normal anytime soon. Yep. But it's going to get to a point, Sam, where the economies, the countries yeah. cannot afford to start to give out so many more incentives. They're going to yep. look at the stats and say there's a low mortality rate, which means it's Regardless of how many cases that there are, still people, there's not enough people dying to sort of say, look, we, have, we can't continue yeah. with these lockdowns and quarantines. They're going to yeah. just have to pull the pin eventually. They can't afford to keep doing this. Yeah. And they will return back to normal, but not complete normal. Mm. Your thoughts? Yep. I think uh, Donald Trump's, uh, yeah, with that same view, he's uh, just sort of had enough and wants everything, everything to go back to normal. A few people criticizing him for it, but... Yeah, like I said, Terry, it's got to go back uh, to normal, you know, sooner or later. Um, but yeah, I agree. I think it's, you know, I reckon we can sit here, um, you know, this time next year and, and probably still be talking about this because I don't think it's going to go away overnight. Um, I mean, even with a vaccine, yeah, I don't think it's going to go away overnight. So it, it will help things, you know, economies will recover. There'll be a lot more confidence, even if it doesn't mean that you can, you know, go do whatever you want. There'll be a lot more confidence um, in, you know, in the economy um, and in economies throughout the world. So, yeah, it's I think it's just going to take time. Um, and I guess the first step is getting that vaccine, whether it works on everyone or not. Different story. But um, I think we just got to take that vaccine and, and build on that and probably... Yeah, in a year's time, maybe, I don't know, a year's time, maybe we'll be sitting here and saying, yeah, look, it's sort of progressing towards a bit of normality. But yeah, for the um, time being, I think we will sit tight and just keep dreaming. Absolutely, Sam. Well said. And I think let's end on that. Mm. Remember, folks, follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Our handle is at Turnstones Pod. Sam, what is it? At Turnstones Pod. Get around it. Absolutely. Stay safe, stay distant, and I'll see you on the other side.